Welcome to the Financial Advisors Advisor, the podcast offering guidance and advice on all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the go-to podcast for any financial advisor in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for spending the time. I'm Frank LaRosa, the CEO of Elite Consulting Partners, and I am the Financial Advisors Advisor. As always, on a nice Friday afternoon, I'm here and joined with my COO, Dale Dempsey. Who's had too much coffee. It's okay. It's one of those days. We appreciate everybody uh, joining. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, We're sure you're going to find it interesting. We appreciate it. Don't forget to uh, like us, go to our podcast, download them, subscribe, leave us uh, comments, suggestions. We really appreciate everything that you guys can offer to us. Today, wanted to really focus on something that I see more and more of, and that is the number of firms that are terminating financial advisors. And really what I want to speak to is the terminated advisor and what to do and really the five steps that you should be taking if you're terminated from your firm, the five steps you should be taking immediately upon termination. And then also talk a little bit about at the end, uh, if you haven't been terminated and something's going on or you think something's going on, just some simple things that you should be doing to protect yourself. Where we're coming from with this is we've been, obviously, if you read any of the the news rags, investment news, advisor hub, whatever, you're seeing more and more advisors get terminated for all sorts of different things. Recently, an advisor got terminated, at least from what it was talked about, was outbursts at a meeting. But really, the guy was complaining about compensation structure and different things at the firm, being very vocal about his opinions, let's put it that way. And, uh, you know, sort of the final straw was an outburst that they that he had at a meeting, and the firm used that as the sort of straw that broke the camel's back for terminating him. But what we find is when we talk to advisors, and what I want to really go through is these, these five steps, because it is really important that you understand what to do when that time comes. The regulatory environment is getting very aggressive right now. Regulators are coming down and hard on firms. And as such, as the expression goes, shit rolls downhill. And so they're going to do what they can to protect themselves above you and your your practice. So wanted to just, just take a quick walk through the five things that you should really be thinking about the day that this event happens. And the first one sort of sounds basic, but really it's don't panic. I know that sounds sort of challenging for people when you just were told by your manager, uh, you need to leave, we're terminating you. But really, don't panic, stay calm, because you panicking is not going to change your manager's mind, who probably didn't have much say in the decision anyway. But really be focused, sort of like slow your slow your emotions down, and find out why exactly you're being terminated. Ask them for something in writing. Don't assume you you know why. Don't scream and yell. Just say, that's unfortunate. I would like to understand specifically what you're terminating me for. Write it down. 
before you even leave the office. And if they have anything in writing, take that as well. Now, once that happens and you're sort of in your mind, your world is crashing down around you, the next thing you need to do immediately after you're walking out of the office, you need to, whether it's go to a quiet place, whether it's in your car when you first go downstairs, when you get home, but I would, if nobody's home, but go to a quiet place and immediately write down what's happening. Draft a sort of a chronological history of your understanding of whatever the events were that happened, including right up until your manager walked in and terminated you and exactly what they said. That's why you have to do this right away. You have to write down exactly what your manager said or a compliance officer, whoever it was that that terminated you. It's really important to do that because the next step, which is going to be to contact an attorney and make sure you contact an attorney that works within the securities industry. Everybody has an, a friend that's an attorney and they do contract law or they do real estate law or they do something else. In these instances for your career, you need to work with a securities attorney. There are plenty of them. It's not that difficult to find them, but you need to, and a lot of it comes down to just asking around, talking to other people in the business. You need to work with an affinity attorney because a couple things are going to happen. Your firm is going to start drafting what's going to go on your on your CRD, which which is a public record. And if you don't do anything and you try to negotiate that yourself with your firm's internal uh, lawyers, they're not really going to care. But when you hire an attorney, even if it's to just negotiate that out, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, they're going to be more open to the wording and the language, which can be really important down the road. The other thing that you're going to have to do, and this is whether you hire an attorney or not, and again, if you're terminated, we're recommending you hire an attorney, is you have to prepare and it has to be, so I'm not talking about extemporaneous notes in your car, right, which you should do, but I'm talking about an actual memo in detail documenting everything that happened that's going to have to go to FINRA because every single advisor that gets terminated when that hits your CRD, you're going to get a letter from FINRA in about 30 days that's going to ask you for the history and what happened that resulted in your termination from your firm. And it's really important, which is why I think you need to be doing this with an attorney. It's really important that that response to FINRA is accurate. Don't candy coat it. Don't, the firm was out to get me, whatever the excuse is. It doesn't matter. Fender doesn't care. They want to know exactly what happened because that is going to go on the record. And that on the record can come up down the road because once Fender gets that information and the document, any documentation that goes with it, they're going to do their own research and they're going to talk to the firm. They may ask you for more information. And depending on what you're terminated for, nothing might happen. They might just send you a, a, a notification that uh, their investigation was complete and there was no, you know, no finding for anything, any further actions. But they might 
come back to you and, and ask for what's an o, it's called an OTR, which is stands for on the record, which means you have to go to a, a FINRA office and sit down with a FINRA regulator, and they're going to ask you a whole bunch of questions about what happened. I would highly recommend you going there with your attorney. If you choose to not go there, say, I'm not going, I'm not going to spend the money. It's an immediate withdrawal of your license. So you're making the decision to basically not have your license anymore. It's immediate. There is no question about it. But it's, it's really important that your letter that you write to FINRA, if you get called for an OTR, is exactly what you tell them when you go down for the interview. Because if they feel like you're lying, that's even worse. So once you have that done, your attorney is going to negotiate. It's part of the negotiation might have to do with deferred comp, um, any type of bonuses that you're owed. If you owe money to the firm for, you know, for whether it's a transition bonus, those are the types of things that your attorney is going to use to negotiate. The other thing that you're going to work with your attorney on is how do you communicate this termination to your clients? Because your clients are going to call the office and they're going to start asking questions. And, you know, you want to, you know, you were terminated. You are probably thinking this is, this is ridiculous. You know, it's BS. Uh, so you're going to call your clients, especially your better clients, and you're going to work on a, a sort of a communication talking points to your client, your clients that you, your attorney feels is going to be okay. Again, depending on what the termination is. If you stole money from a client, and you were doing it, and there was a woman that recently stole like, I don't know, it was 15 or $20 million called the Voodoo Advisor. It doesn't matter what she says. She's going to jail for 20 years. So it doesn't really matter. But depending on what the issue is, have talking points. Let your clients know what's going on, that you are looking for an opportunity to go to another firm. You'll know shortly. Uh, you just wanted to keep them in the loop, and you appreciated all their loyalty, and you'll get back to them. Uh, as soon as you have some idea of where you're going to go, and you'll go from there. So speaking of where you're going to go, the, the fifth step is work with a recruiter and a consultant that has years of experience in both recruiting and the compliance side of this transaction because you need to get honest, candid advice and information from the consultant that you're working with. We've worked with a lot of terminated advisors and when we're talking to them or we're asking them you know, what the other firms have been telling them or who they've talked to, we're shocked at the firms they've been introduced to by this other recruiting firm. So essentially, one of the problems that will arise is the advisors talking to too many different, call it industry experts or recruiters, but but from the firm's perspective, they're getting indications from these recruiters five times, six times over, whatever the number is, and it can diminish. It makes you seem desperate in a lot of cases. Oh, it makes you makes you seem desperate, and it gives the firms that you're talking to greater pause. Because it looks like you really don't care where you land. But part of working with the right firm, the same thing with working with the right attorney to get the right kind of advice. So if you're working with a, a consultant that doesn't really understand 
the issues you're facing, doesn't understand what happened, doesn't understand what firms are are going to be looking at and why and who's going to be more interested in your practice and your situation than others. There are some firms out there that are more open and willing to look at things. They view things more in a sort of a gray than a black and white. And you don't have the time to waste talking to a dozen firms that are not going to have any interest in hiring you because they're doing the same things. You know, they're finding reasons to get rid of advisors for various reasons. We, I'm not going to get into those things, but it's just what happens. And so a consultant that has years of experience, our firm is one of them, Elite Consulting Partners, but there are other firms out there that, that are good at what they do. Just be careful with who you're working with. You don't want a search firm, a consulting firm, to pepper your name all over the street just by sending your name out. You need hand-holding. You need high touch. You need the search firm that you're working with to have strong relationships with the firms that you're going to be introduced to because there's value there. Those new firms trust the search firm that you're working with and trust that you've been vetted a little bit by that firm. You understand what the situation is. And make sure when you're talking to the search firm that you want to use, you need to tell them the absolute truth. And you also need to tell the firms that you're talking to the absolute truth. Do not candy coat things. Do not start blaming the firm. Do not make light of the situation. Be humble. Take ownership. Even if you disagree with the whole thing. Okay, talk about it as a learning experience. Talk about it as being scared straight. Talk about it as, I didn't think that was the case. And, you know, I wish I had known. Go through like that. But the worst thing that happens, and we've seen this before, is advisors spin a story and then the truth comes out. Because obviously, if any of us have kids, you always know the truth always comes out. We tell our kids, right? It's still the case if you're a 47-year-old financial advisor and that got fired after 25 years. The truth always comes out. And you might have a firm that was really interested in you and you're moving down the road, you're getting excited, you think you found a home. And all of a sudden, something comes out that they find that you didn't tell them and that firm will run the other way. Because if you lie to them then, what else are you lying about? So it's really important to be very, very honest with uh, the firms you're working with. These are great, but what should you really be thinking about? You know, if this, just in general, if this were to happen, right. it's like preventative measures. Yeah, right. Usually the way these things kind of go down is uh, something comes up, your compliance person walks in the office or or maybe if it went a little bit further, you know, your, your regional compliance person or somebody else uh, calls you to their office or whatever, and they start asking you questions and they keep coming back to you with stuff. And you'll get that sense, so that spidey sense. You'll get that spidey sense that there's something going on which causes you to ask your manager, hey, am I, do I have a problem here? Am I in trouble? Am I, whatever it is you want, however you want to ask your your manager, what's the problem? And when they say, oh no, this is just, you know, normal stuff, don't worry about it. You know, just go back to your office, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal. If it was a big, if it was a big deal enough for you to ask your manager, am I in trouble? That's all you need to know. What I would recommend is you make sure that you keep your production runs, your asset runs, 
if you're at a protocol firm, you know, just be careful about taking asset runs that have your client data on them. But production runs, your tax information, your W, your your W-2s, if you're at a, a independent firm, you know, your 1099s, all of the information that you can use to verify production if you were to get fired. Because one of the challenges we always find with an advisor that says, I didn't see this coming or Meanwhile, there's been a six-month investigation. They didn't see it coming. Give me a break. They don't have any documentation for us to show the new firms. So it's really hard to negotiate a good deal because we don't know whatever the advisor says. The firms aren't going to take a notepad with client names on it as sort of gospel and, and what they really did in production. So really, it's practice profile, asset runs, a list of sort of the, the products that you're using, the managers that you're using. W-2s, these are the kinds of things that you need to just make copies of, your personal stuff, and make copies of them and your personal stuff at home. Because the idea and the reason why your manager might tell you, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, is they don't want you to prepare should something happen. I guess, and let let me make something clear here. If you did something really wrong, you stole money from a client. You did something pretty bad. You you deserve to get fired. I'm not saying that just because you get you know you should never get fired. People do some bad stuff, and they deserve to get fired. But I've also seen lots of situations where it was really gray, and depending on what firm you're at, most other firms would never have fired you for that situation. We saw an advisor got terminated because he sent a less than colorful email to his partner using company email was probably not the smartest thing to do. It was less than colorful that because it was LGBTQ related, it was the third rail for this particular firm because they were going through litigation with similar types of things. And so they had like a zero tolerance. It was dumb and they fired him, but he was able to find a, find a, a position at another firm relatively quickly because there were some other firms that just looked at it like, okay, bad choice, not worth firing a guy after 30 years at the firm. And he was a decent producer. So just because you're doing a million dollars, two million, three million, four million dollars doesn't mean you can't get terminated. Even from the reverse of that, where if you're not selling their their products, they might find a reason to fire you too. Yeah. I've seen that recently too. if, If the firm wants to fire you for some reason, they will, they can find a way. And this whole thing about, oh, I was wrongfully terminated, I'm going to countersue for wrongful termination, rarely works. So don't think that you can you know sort of just use that angle. But we wanted to keep this really, it was a, it's a hot item. Just don't go through life thinking it's not going to happen to you or it's not for whatever reason. If there's something going on in your office and they are asking you for documentation or history, do yourself and your family a favor and prepare for the worst. Maybe nothing ever happens, but at least you're prepared. Did somebody have a saying, failing to plan is planning to fail? Right. Who is that? Make make a plan. I don't know who that is, but, <laughs> but make a plan. Look after yourself. The firms are looking after themselves. You owe it to you, yourself, your family, your clients to be prepared. And although you might have a great relationship with your manager, they also have a job to protect as well. And if they're told, don't say anything to you as the advisor, they can't say anything. So the, all you're going to hear is, everything's okay, don't worry about it. If you hear that from your manager, worry about it. 
So with that said, thank you very much. We uh, we hope you enjoyed the, the podcast. Don't forget to go to uh, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We have a, a new YouTube channel, Elite Consulting Partners. Subscribe. Subscribe. Leave comments. We appreciate everything. Thank you very much. Love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Financial Advisors Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, the leading experts in advisor transitions, succession planning, and broker-dealer and RIA M&A consulting. If you're looking for strategic advice or solutions on any of those topics within the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to the podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com. Yeah.